We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 544, I think. I uh, Friday Fives. Happy Friday, Scott. As we're recording this Thursday after a, a gut-wrenching loss, I'm going to say. Thursday afternoon, you expect going, in, going into Thursday afternoon with Cole on the mound after you won the first two. You're like, okay, I'm smelling sweet. And, and they didn't get it. No, they got snake bit a little bit, uh, but I'm not going to walk out of that series and, and be dejected by any means because I think that they... They showed a lot of what we wanted to see in this series. They they took the first two games. They got themselves in a position with Cole on the mound for the third game. And unfortunately, you know, a couple of home runs. And then Altuve, of course, is the, the guy that that puts it out at the end, which was, you know, just uh, just not what you want in in the words of, an, uh, of, a, of a former manager. Uh, not what you want, but at the end of the day, I think they won the series. They they beat Houston. They came out and uh, showed a lot of energy. I thought showed a lot of fight. 
in the beginning of that series, John Carlos Stanton, who we'll talk about, is on another planet. Um, but collectively, I'm happy with what I've seen this week. I, I am. That's well where we will start. Number one takeaway from the week was the atmosphere at the stadium. I thought I said this uh, in the little intro I did uh, for Simon Brundish, which the episode came out Thursday. Go listen to that. Sports scientist really had a good time talking to him about load management. But I said this in the little brief I did there. This finally felt like it had some juice. Like just that the atmosphere Tuesday night first from first pitch with the booing the crap out of Altuve. He definitely got it the hardest in the three game series. But finally, like there was a few more people in the stands. I think they were up to like 12, 10 or 12,000 people. Obviously, it was everyone was on their feet the entire time booing. It also looked like a lot of people moved down towards yeah. the field. So it, it looked like it was more condensed around the bowl almost uh, on, towards the field. So, but yeah, it, I think was, it got louder for that reason. It, it piqued my attention. It was an exciting game on Tuesday and it just overall piqued my attention. And it was fun to see how much people were into it. Not that I didn't think they would be into it. But I'm just a part of me is like, well, how 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 much really can ten thousand people make an impact when it's a fifty thousand person stadium? Like it, it, it's hard. But I felt like they did. They did make an impact. Especially, well, they certainly did. There's no doubt that they did. Everybody it, at Yankee Stadium was loud as fuck. They were they were relentless too. I think that's one of the one of the the biggest the best attributes of the Yankee fan, specifically at uh, Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Is we are relentless. I mean, it doesn't stop. Everybody was destroying the Yankee fans, which I thought was a, an interesting dynamic here. When we were uh, a couple of years ago, uh, when we were when we were right in the, the center of the Uber chant, and and, and then social media just destroyed all of My the God. Yankees fans. But relentless. There's a number. There's it's a passionate fan base that's relentless. And when you saw here for this particular game, it was funny because the dynamic was like all of baseball and baseball fans were rooting for the Yankees. And wishing that the Yankees, who they would, the Yankees fans, who they would shit on all the time in every other circumstance, gave it to them the, as hard as possible. And and I don't think they, you know, they let anybody down. They were all over Altuve the entire series. But specific that first night was by far the uh, the most vocal that they that they were. Consistent fuck Altuve chance. Consistent asshole chance. Well, best- it was beautiful. Best chant of the three-game series was today on Altuve's birthday. The Blue Shirt Creatures just started yelling, fuck your birthday, which is <laughs> just so simple. It's so brilliant. Yeah, they're the best chants absolutely come out of that, that stadium. So, <laughs> no, um, but so do you agree? Do you I, agree there's, with, there's no question about it. Do you agree that Altuve got, should have gotten it the hardest? Because we, on our last episode for before the series, we put the number one jackass on that team as Carlos Correa just because he keeps yapping and yapping and yapping. But Altuve got it the hardest because I, I think of the buzzer suspicion and people believe And the it. impact. Altuve hit a home run. Altuve won the MVP over Aaron Judge. There's a lot more of the actual impact that Altuve made for that year than anybody else. Altuve was the number one impact guy on that team, especially against the New York Yankees. So they went at the guy who is the most, he's the, he's the MVP. He's their, their best player. So of course you go after that guy and yeah, the buzzer thing with them running around or buzzer or no buzzer, whatever, whatever it is, still believe that there is a buzzer, but they, uh, they picked the right guy. They picked the right guy. The third run home runoff green today. I mean, that's kind of just a Mitch, a mismatch. Unfortunately, green did not have his location today, so he could not locate his off speed pitch. So Altuve was sitting all over fastball and 
to boot, Altuve is a good high fastball hitter. That's what Green threw him on a three-two pitch, and he hit it over the fence. It, it was sucks. almost in the same place as the Guriel pitch when Guriel hit it off of Chad Green. It was almost in this. It was an inside fastball, almost but, in the same but, spot. But it was so obvious what Altuve was going to. I knew he was going to throw him a high fastball in that situation. It, you don't. It doesn't take a, a genius. You don't need a buzzer to know that's what he was getting in that situation. Well, it wasn't high enough. It wasn't high enough, and it wasn't in enough. the The situation was that yeah, he hit it. Whatever. It is what it is. It was uh, good for him because of what happened that week. Like you know, he he was no, so not good happy for him. About that. Which that. What are you me talking off. about? Which, what? What are you talking for about? Al- good for him? Not good for him. No, I said it was good for him for oh, Altuve. Okay. I'm not saying good for him. No, that guy. I will never say that. I'm saying it was good for him because of the way that he got it all, which which pisses me off that it was good for him. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, that's the way it went down uh, today. But again, I'm. It doesn't take away anything that I thought, I think, from this from this series. I thought that the, the guys showed a lot of of fight. They showed a lot of caring. I mean, just you hear the the post-game comments from uh from LeMahieu, and they fired me up big when I'm listening to him talk about, yeah, they did circle this. Yes, this was this was a different series. Yes, they wanted to make a stand here. They wanted to it it, it felt different. They appreciate the fans had their back. They know that they felt it. Um I don't know. It was just it was a good connector there for for LeMahieu talking the way he did uh, towards the fans and the approach that they had at this game because they don't like the Astros. That's apparent, and I, I like that they're saying that because it it it's a connection with the fans. It really is. Add it to the list, I guess. Maybe we have to update our list of why it's why you should hate the Astros. They actually have complained to Major League Baseball about being heckled this year. Are you, how obtuse are you guys? You don't, you didn't expect this. This wasn't, this, this was not expected as you actually are playing in front of fans. You have, you have to wear this. You have, you earned everything. You have to wear this and shut up. You cannot submit a complaint about getting heckled. That is absolute horse crap. It just it, it just continues to speak to the organizational failures of the Houston Astros. The fact that they are being whiny little bitches, and it's not even just the players; it's the people behind the scenes acting like little bitches, uh, trying to get people's signs taken away, and like all of that is just motivation to want to kick their ass even more on the field. And it's it's just fuel for the fire here. They're, it's a it's a whiny little bitch organization, and uh, I hate them. I do. I truly hate that team. Number two, number two, Giancarlo Stanton is basically hotter than he's ever been as a New York Yankee. The guy is absolutely unconscious. Uh, He's hitting everything and it's beautiful because when you see, we've talked about Giancarlo Stanton in the sense that when he's good, he's, he's one of the best in the, in the game. When he's bad, he looks like he's never played baseball before. And the contrast is so very crazy to think about. But right now the man is locked in. The swing is like, nice and the hands are tight to the body, like he's short to the ball. And he's so goddamn strong that even that ball on, uh, what day is today? Thursday on Wednesday night that was hit kind of at the end of the bat was, you know, into the left field bleachers. I mean, he smoked and crushed the ball and it was not, he did not barrel it up either. Uh, but yeah, he's amazing. He's, he's absolutely on fire right now. Well, it's absolutely the hottest he's ever been as a Yankee and shout out to Kyle Radley who found this streak that he had, which is a long streak. From uh, July to late August, over 204 plate appearances back in 2017 when he was still with the Marlins. He was hitting 353, 461, 935 with 29 home runs in that stretch. So that's like a two-month stretch. 
that he was just absolutely on fire. And right now what we're dealing with is a, a week plus 50 plate appearances uh, coming into Thursday. He had 24 hits, five homers batting 500. And uh, he ended up going one for four on Thursday, did hit a home run. And yeah, I agree with you. The, the swing just looks a lot more simple. I mean, he still, he, he struck out twice today on, on some pitches out of the strike zone, but right now it's so fun when he comes up to up, up to the plate. I was I, I I commented on Twitter. I was like, streaks like this for any player are so fleeting because you know no one's going to hit 500 for over a long stretch. Like it's just impossible. So you have to enjoy it while it lasts because it, he's on another level right now. And he will this whether you want to call this a hot streak, a market correction, whatever you want to call it. He's he's on he's playing on another level. And yeah, his stats will balance out in the end. But just enjoy this hot streak while it lasts. And I guess the unfortunate, ironic thing for the Yankees is as soon as Giancarlo seemed to take off, Judge kind of went cold because Judge had been on a little bit of a hot streak. And and he 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 wore the rare platinum sombrero on Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Five strikeouts. And it was seven straight strikeouts in plate appearances for Aaron Judge at one point. So ugly at bats from Judge. But yeah, uh, Stanton. I said I tweeted out semi jokingly. On Tuesday, after he hit the first inning home run off Granky, when it put the Yankees in the lead, and Bregman had hit the home run in the top of the first inning, and it's kind of like, ugh, is this what we're really going to do against the Astros? And then, boom, Stanton hits a home run immediately. I tweeted out biggest home run of Stanton's career, semi jokingly, but at the same time, it felt like that in the moment because this series w- was so important, I feel. And so I know he's hit bigger home runs because he's hit playoff home runs, but I'm sorry, that was. That was a huge home run he hit on Tuesday night off Granky in the first inning. Yeah, it was because one, it was an immediate answer. the The Astros had taken the taken the lead there, and that's never uh, a good thing. You know, the the crowd can get deflated, especially after they're fired up a little bit. So when you get that crowd back immediately, when there's an immediate answer, you know, we saw Didi Didi had done this in the playoffs multiple times. God damn it, I need to stop talking about Didi. It makes me makes me think and miss, but. Um, the you bring the crowd right back into it and then you double down because they get that much more fired up because there's it's an answer by the player to the team that you hate so um it's just fuel it's uh it's absolutely beautiful fuel so uh yeah it was good to see man it was a big home run it was a big home run because it set the tone and let's hope this streak uh, continues uh, for f- at least a few more games for for Stan number 3 Domingo Herman last week we asked is Domingo Herman good or is it just him facing poor competition and I don't want to say he was bad against Houston he threw five innings four runs three four hits three runs he allowed two home runs he did strike out six and only walk one but I mean he obviously did not look nearly as dominant as he did against Cleveland and really against Baltimore and that's the competition so it, but if 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 you get five innings and three runs out of Herman off of a team like Houston, I think you kind of got to take that, uh, even though it's it's not nearly as good as his prior outings. No, and I, I think that I mean he certainly battled. There's no doubt he battled. Um, he he missed location, uh, and and the Astros took advantage of that. But he battled through. Like I thought he was even going to get pulled beyond before um, the uh, the having. <laughs> Boone's made some interesting decisions because with this one, with, we have to uh, talk about this. Lucky coming in in that inning. Yes, it, the double play was be- one of the most beautiful double play. It was a beautiful double play, a beautiful double play. It really was gorgeous. It was a hard hit um, ball up the middle that yes. like very easily could have been first and third with one out. Yeah. You use Lucas. I don't Lickie. understand the trust factor and why he's coming in that game at that point. What the hell uh, are you doing? But 
tie game you know, in the we sixth inning. We saw Justin Wilson give up a home run tonight. Uh, we we there the the pecking order in the in the in the bullpen. It's just it's worked so many times that I think that it's hard to crush him because he's had success with these guys. Whether I know his name is different, but it's worked and it worked. It did work there. You got a ground ball, higher percentage chance of getting that out with a ground ball. Double play worked out. Being a hard hit helped the double play. Um, but the, then the next night you see Monty, Monty coming out and what happened with Monty? He, he, I thought he was definitely going to get pulled, uh, when he got into trouble, Boone left him in, came out for another inning and actually buckled down and was, was able to, you know, put down a really good start and battled through adversity. It, It was like, he's using some eye tests in certain cases and, and actually going with what he feels like the guy is doing in that current moment. And I appreciated that. Here's what I don't understand about the Tuesday night bullpen usage. So he uses Licky in a tie game in the sixth inning uh, uh, against the, it was two, three, four in the Houston lineup. Okay. So he starts him off a uh, lefty on lefty. That's why I guess he started him because Brantley bat second, but then you've got, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a heart of the, the order, which for Houston, I mean, they still have a fantastic lineup. Okay. Then the Yankees score four, uh, four runs. So they go up seven to three. And then you use Johnny Loizaga when you're up four runs. Loizaga is a higher leverage guy than Licky, right? Loizaga has put himself firmly in a high leverage situation for the Yankees. Why aren't you going to use him when it's a tie game? And then keep the game in hand while you're tied. Why then go to him after you score four runs? It's just, it's, it's ass backwards. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously there was a matchup that they were looking at, and probably Brantley was the guy that had circled. And and I, I don't know what the what the uh, numbers were saying, um, but I'm not I'm not going to spend all that much time on it because it, it worked at the end of the day, and he's going to make these baffling moves all year long. But this one worked, so that's uh, uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, number four, we got Odor and the Maldonado collision at the plate. This thing looked ugly. Uh, definitely, first of all, Odor has become, dare I say, like a fan favorite, even though the guy's hitting like a buck 75. He's still got the production numbers in there that in a shorter amount of time, uh, it seems like he's doing much better than that. But when you look at his numbers, you're like, whoa, whoa. I didn't realize it was that low. Uh, but he's definitely become more of a fan favorite, I'd say, because of the, the, the moments when he has spiked. Coming home, that collision looked like his knee was just shot backwards the other I way. The season like was over. Full blown hyperextension, slide, slide, brother, slide, slide, and just don't have that happen. And you know we wouldn't have uh, be talking about this, but looks like he kind of escaped it. He's on the he got moved to the ten day DL. Uh, he was walking in the dugout. I think even with some of these, uh, sometimes when you have an ACL, when when there is uh, a hurt ACL, you could you still see guys walk off occasionally. Uh, and then, you know, the swelling and everything, the impact comes later. But hopefully he uh, avoided something major. Yeah, and and Boone said he actually thinks he did avoid something major, which is good. Quick update on what they ended up doing with the roster. They recalled Albert Abreu. Boone said that they considered Miguel Andujar, but they would rather see him get regular at-bats as he's coming back from injury in the minors. So even an injury can't get Andujar to the to the majors. I don't I don't know when or how he's going to get on this major league roster. Well, but, I think what they're they're looking to see if he's going to be hitting down there, and if he does start I getting guess, down there, it, change, I guess, it changes their their uh, their strategy a, a bit. But they, I feel like they want to see it down there first. Yeah. 
The number five thing, this, this one is just silly. I think that baseball and ESPN took the May the 4th Star Wars Day a little bit too far this year. So it, MLB tweeted out a picture of Yankee Stadium. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm looking gorgeous. And they said it's looking like Tatooine. And if you've seen even one Star Wars movie, you know that Tatooine is a desert planet. And I I see in this picture a lush green grass. So I don't quite know what they were going for there. You gotta, you gotta fire that social media intern. And then ESPN broadcast. I didn't get this because I'm in market, so I couldn't see it. But ESPN broadcasted Tuesday's game in full, full Star Wars. Like everyone was dressed as Star Wars. Carl Ravish is dressed up like Luke Skywalker. Tim Kirchin is Yoda, which is perfect, by the way. They're they're doing forced puns and all this crap. It's just like, all right, guys, like <laughs> take a step back. We don't need to go this far on the Star Wars day. I mean, they were wearing masks <laughs> and, and then talking into the kit. And I'm not talking about masks like you know, COVID pandemic masks, they were wearing like Yoda masks and uh, it was, and, and trying to do a broadcast. It was, it was very strange. I'm like, can we take the masks off guys and just be able to talk through it? No, yeah, they took it too far. Disney had nothing to do with that. Nothing. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all gone through a lot over the past year plus with COVID. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. And it's available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living happier today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily to see for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com slash bronx21. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. We have a great special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash bronx21. One more time, betterhelp.com slash bronx21. All right, looking ahead to the weekend, we got the Washington Nationals coming in. Yankees are facing some some good pitching. Uh, got Patrick Corbin, who's not having a good year, 
but we know what he is. We know what he was last year. A big strikeout guy. Yankees were uh, flirting with him. Uh, in free agency, a million people wanted to sign him. Uh, Patrick Scherzer is on Saturday. Uh, he's being exactly who he is. And then Joe Ross on Sunday. So it'll be interesting for the Yankees to go up against some uh, some some damn good pitching this weekend. Scherzer with some trade rumors. And there's actual reports from legitimate baseball writers that these trade rumors this year are could be legit because the Nationals seem like their window has closed as far as winning a championship. And uh, obviously Scherzer's got a massive contract and he's still a good pitcher. So they might look to get a pretty big haul for him this year. It's kind of interesting if he does go on the move he could completely swing a team for championship contention. I, I still have a hard time seeing them trading him right now because of when when at full strength, they still have Scherzer, Corbin, and um, Strasburg. Strasburg. And then you add in you know uh, the, the remaining guys, Ross, uh, and you look at their offense and you look at like Trey Turner as a young guy. They have... Um, you know, clearly they have uh, Juan Soto and a lot of a few other guys that that are dynamic players and young. I, I don't see their window closing. Uh, they just gave a massive contract to to Strasburg. You know, that was what five years, six years. What Seven. was it? Seven, Seven years. Ridiculous. Um, and so I, I think that if they were to trade him right now, it would be very confusing to one their fans and two to the players on the team. I think it would be very confusing because they do have a, a, a actually pretty good young. Um, position player core. Oh, for sure. Uh, and and I, I would put this at like a five or 10% chance of actually happening, but it, it's, you know, that name, that name is always going to be intriguing. The number two, number two thing. Aroldis Chapman looking forward. We have the Aroldis Chapman who is absolutely on fire. Zero runs given up uh, on the year. How long can this actually go on? 11 innings pitched, 38 batters faced, 26 strikeouts, zero earned runs. The man has looked uh, absolutely unhittable because he has been unhittable. So how long is he going to go before he gives up a run? Is this an over, another, another over under? I'm going to say he goes all the way. Uh, he June 15th. <laughs> June 15th. Let's go. I mean, I mean, you're just pulling that out of your ass, but yeah. June I mean, 15th. This is, this is everyone saying it. This is the best he's looked because he now has three pitches that he's very confident in and he's, and he's locating. I mean, the walks are down too. Um, and, and, you know, he's got that cocky swag on, on the mound. So I don't know about June 15th. He'll eventually give up a run. He, you know, he'll probably give up a solo home run at some point, but, but yeah, Chapman feeling, feeling more confident than ever when Chapman comes in the game. The number three thing is when will Glaber hit a home run? Glaber's looked much better. He's playing better defense. He had an amazing base running play today. Heads up base running where he went first to home on a Hicks infield Glaber, what, single. What are you doing? Glaber, where are you going? Go! Go! It's like it's, the emotions of, of, of that swing were ridiculous. Just a super heads up play with the shift on, no one covering third. And then the catcher goes over to cover third and he's like, oh, no one's at home. I'm going to beat the catcher home. So, I mean, Glaber's just playing much better baseball than he was to start the season, but he still has a zero in the home run column. This is a guy who hit 38 home runs in 2019. When's he going to hit a home run? I feel like it's becoming a thing now. And if it starts to get in his head, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm still without a home run. His last regular season home run came September 17th of last year. He did hit a home run in the playoffs in game four of the ALDS though. But it's been a while since he's gone deep. 
All right. Uh, number four, Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt is uh, is rehabbing. He is, uh, what is he, about six weeks from surgery. That's if he were to come back uh, on in mid-May. That's when he would be six weeks from surgery. Definitely looks, one, good to see him back on the field. Good to see him um, actually hitting the ball. Definitely saw him jogging around uh, after a home run. Jogging, jogging around. You mean, you mean limping? Like, couldn't limping? tell if it was a big boy jog. You know, just a little swag jog or a limp. Uh, I don't know, but uh, definitely good to see him back. And it, it's all part of the rehab. So we're looking at him um, hopefully coming back soon and helping this uh, helping this roster. One thing I just want to note with Voight when he does return, I'm wondering if we could get a few games where Voight at first, Glaber at second, Geo at short, DJ at third. It would be interesting to see that. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to experiment a little bit. So we'll see. And hopefully, it's just injury-related news to the infield. Hopefully, Gio is okay. He left the game, I guess, uh, MRI on his knee after the game. The last thing, Luis Severino, his rehab is going as planned, and he is uh, due to face hitters next week in Tampa. So don't mistake this for Severino is going to be back on the mound in the Bronx next week or ASAP, but that's good. He's facing live hitters. That's going to do it for Friday Fives. If you couldn't tell, we are in the time crunch and we had to power through that. We appreciate everyone listening. Go check out the episode I did with Simon Brunch. We will talk to you guys on Monday. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home, and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.